0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the fourth episode of our podcast, Four Walls. I'm one of your hosts, Hosanna. And I'm Rhiannon. And today we're going to be focusing on social and physical rejection. Now, before we get into episode four,
1: let's kind of go over the content from episode three. So, basically, we talked about self esteem and self confidence. We talked about the few things that limit the self confidence in a person, kind of like body image. Um, and the influences that peers have, uh, parental and authoritative figures, and also the academic environment and the pressure that comes with that. And we also talked about really understanding our self-worth and going back and um,
0: reassuring ourselves that we have value. Perfect. So before we start our discussion, we wanted to highlight a relevant article that we read. So researchers from VCU, the University of Kentucky, Los Angeles, and California, conducted a study to address how emotional distress can be lessened through mindfulness. Now, to summarize this article, they rounded up around 40 participants, and prior to the experiment, each participant was asked to rank how well they were mindful. So all the participants went through an experiment that mimicked the conditions of being socially isolated. Later on, when the researchers viewed the brain images, they found out that the participants who reported the highest level of mindfulness were better able to cope with the pain of being rejected by others. So how do you react with this information? So as you know,
1: when we before we record, we try to go through and um, look at the sources that we're planning to use and um, use those concepts in our topic. And mm-hmm. When I first looked at this article, I was like, no way. Mindfulness cannot possibly uh, correlate to one's ability to cope with rejection. So I was like, OK, well, VCU did this article, so there has to be some like explanation as to what this means i was like Mm -hmm. so let's just break it down what does mindfulness actually mean and basically it's a state um achieved by focusing on one's awareness of the present moment while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings and thoughts so if we put mindfulness in those terms i can understand how a person who is mindful can accept feelings and understand that so not living too far into the future and not living back into the past but living in this moment and minimizing certain issues so that they don't affect you or don't have as much of
0: um, a hold on your future as well as assessing the important things Right, right. So to add more of like a scientifical foundation to what you've already pointed out, they found out that there was an area of the brain that was actually engaged in how well we were able to regulate our emotions when it came down to um, social rejection. So now this area is known as the left ventrolateral prefrontal cortex cortex so happy I said that correctly. So it can be shortened to VLPFC. They found out that this area of the brain was known for doing something called the top-down controlled process. And that basically explains that when we perceive our experiences or we look back to our experiences, we form our perceptions from the general idea to the smaller details, right? However, the study after realizing that mindfulness really had an impact on um, the pain associated with social rejection advocated from a more bottom-up type of process. We form our details first and then focus on the main idea. So that definitely connects to how important it is to slow down and focus on being present in the moment.
1: With that said, let's go back to the beginning. What really causes the rejection or where does rejection happen? Mm -hmm. We can see rejection in many different fields. We can see it in the social field where you're rejected by your peers or some social idea that you may not fit the mold to. Or you're protected by your authoritative figures and parents and kind of like the same thing that we experience with um, self-esteem and self-confidence and how that can be windowed, um by the other factors. Those same factors that come in can be the same for the rejection.
0: I like how you said this definitely connects to self-confidence. And if we think back to episode three, we realized how big... And how important it was to be like socially accepted. Now, thinking of this and you're reading more articles, it would always refer to prehistoric times and how, when we were in tribes in the African savannah, how important it was to be social creatures because not being accepted by that community, by your tribe, meant you would suffer and actually die. So, it's not to say that. You know, feeling pressured is necessarily a bad thing because we do have rules to uphold. However, it's really important to definitely address them and see if they align with our core beliefs. What ways do you feel social pressures nowadays? Or gender or lifestyle or anything that does not
1: fit the societal mold that they say is supposed to be beautiful or great or you're, you know, you're at the top of your class or whatever.
0: Right, right. So I think for students, it could also be from an academic standpoint, like you feel the academic pressures and um, some pressures I felt was um, definitely living up to my parents' expectations that, you know, formed into the expectations I had on myself. And one of the greatest and also not so great things about school is the competitive nature of it, right? We can't really fight the competitiveness, but... If people don't take a step back and really assess if some of the classes they're taking or the programs they're in are the best fit for them, then it definitely leads to a lack of awareness.
1: And so it's great that you said that, because when we look at when we go back and look at mindfulness, let's put this in frame. When we put pressure on certain areas in our life, like um, academics, becomes important it becomes something that we're working towards and working hard towards and we kind of feel as though if we fail it's the end game and so when you're mindful and when you're able to think in the moment and not too far into the future and not in the past you're able to really assess the importance of certain things and not allow the pressure to get to you because as you said earlier it's great to have pressure because it is in some way a motivator it's not always good to let our pressure motivate us in a negative way. And so when we're able to decrease the amount of pressure that we have, we're able to decrease the amount of rejection that we may feel towards a certain instance.
0: You were talking about education in your life, right? Yes. For example,
1: education isn't always important to me. I don't feel like I have a lot of pressure on it. And while I do want to succeed in that field, I don't pressure myself to do everything right. And I feel as though with certain activities like that, when I um, apply for different programs and I receive a rejection, I'm able to compartmentalize that and assess the importance to me. While I do have goals in the academic field, I'm able to really say, was this program truly important? Is it the end of my life? Is it the end of my career? If not, then I can move on. And I feel like the more mindful you are and the more able you are to be in the moment and to assess those different values and put them into categories, the better you are able to deal with those rejections.
0: Right, right. I think very much what you hold dear or like what you prioritize is based on how you're brought up or just based on your interests And so it definitely makes sense if you don't um, view academics as something to be upset about. Based on my background early on, it it was kind of normal for me to be as invested as my academics as anyone should be, or at least what my parents wanted me to be. And I think that was definitely a result of their immigration experience because one of the most important things they communicated to me was the importance of education. Uh, Many days, that was the only thing that they reasoned would be best for getting as many opportunities I could in the future. So I appreciate them for that. However, I think it nurtured maybe an unhealthy investment, right? Because the thing with a lot of rejection, why they hurt so much is because when you do feel that rejection, you've attached it to yourself somehow. It becomes personally related. Yeah. So I think one of the greatest things I've been trying to work on now as I grew up and as I um, prepare to apply for college, I try to remind myself that it's more of a redirection if I get rejected and I need to understand that I'm a well-rounded being and shouldn't be so caught up in a singular facet of my life, right? Like it shouldn't just take up the majority of what I feel. Yeah. And as you said, there was pressure there. So not only were you experiencing the pressure of your
1: parents, but you were honestly trying to do the best for yourself in the same way. So I feel Mm -hmm. like you received that rejection. You were rejected in so many different aspects, not only rejected from that program, but rejected from your parents and feeling as though you didn't live up to their expectations. So again, it's really important to, of course, be um, driven by certain things, but also rein it back in and realize that you can still
0: move forward and still be successful, even if you don't succeed at one part of life. So, in what ways other than academics has rejection played in your life? I
1: think I've experienced parental rejection, um, and now I'm kind of speaking to anyone who has parents who are divorced or separated or just in a kind of limbo state. Um, my dad left around two years ago, and so. For me, it felt as though the love and the support and the my all that I was giving to my dad was kind of rejected um, because it seemed as though what I was giving wasn't enough. Um, And I feel like as a kid to feel that way about a parent is really difficult to deal with. I mean, with peers... It's unfortunate that anyone has to deal with it and it's not right. And it's not right for anyone to make you feel it that way. But we can honestly say that that person is never going to be in your life ever again. You know, after you graduate, you're going to move on and you're going to keep going. And even though you're going to experience some sort of um, downfall with any other person, they're not going to be in your life anymore. But with your parents, it's kind of difficult because they're always going to be your one and only. And it's kind of your secondary attachment. Like, my father is a secondary attachment. Um And mm-hmm. your mother is your terti-
0: uh I was about to say tertiary.
1: It's not tertiary. It's primary. Primary. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> the food levels, but the chains. Oh, wow. Babe, <laughs> um, that's a very important distinction. I didn't even recognize how, like, different those two can be. You know, yeah. one thing being socially rejected, and then you realize how different it is for parental or familial rejection. Yeah, because your family
1: is so close to you, you know? You're always with them and you rely on them at any point. When you fall, you know that they're going to be there to pick you up. So when you feel that type of rejection from a parent, it can definitely be hard. And I know that I definitely went through a hard time with dealing with that type of rejection because even though I knew deep down in my heart that I didn't do anything wrong and that the love that I was giving was more than enough, it still had that feeling. So going back to the overall idea of rejection, it was important for me to realize that I need to reevaluate everything that happened. And I needed to sit back and understand that, yes, my father is important, but I'm not going to hold on to everything that he said. I'm not going to hold on to the hurt that I feel and I'm not going to hold on to that feeling of being rejected by him. Because at the end of the day, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything to cause him to leave it was his decision and i
0: can't harbor those feelings um and it's also redirecting that emotion but you know sometimes when you're rejected from one community you seek affirmation or you seek acceptance from another one do you think there is examples of that in our society or like even we can even say like governments evolving from let's say colonial times to now they're like forming their own definitions of how they should be governed and what values they want to uphold do you think there's always a shift from one community to another yes i feel like i mean this is a really
1: weird example but we were talking about um something for some reason i kind of think thought of like ireland um ireland yes i thought about
0: ireland <laughs> what about ireland
1: um, oh
0: is this one other country oh my goodness oh wait ireland okay, and uk right how they northern ireland
1: no I, i'm not not really feeling your vibes oh, there was no there's one country that we
0: talked about in world history and um austria hungary no no
1: no no, no, A- no,
0: america and the british no like...
1: no 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 well yeah that could be an example about how like no, no, not really. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to give that example. But yes, I do think that we seek shelter in other places. And I think that's why people get into drugs and smoking and things like that. Because I feel like um, so many times when you're rejected from an environment, Especially from parental perspective, like if you're rejected by someone that's close to you, or you've been lied to several times, or there's been some sort of broken trust and loyalty within your relationship with someone that you relied on, I think it is really easy for someone to seek shelter
0: in someplace bad. What I was thinking when you were talking is that, dang, even if you get if you, even if you get rejected from one community, I don't think you are in the right headspace to find maybe the same quality type of community it may even lead you to look for imperfect ones I don't know or have like false standards for a different community and then you get you get lost yeah it's definitely not to oversimplify it but there are just there are just so many ways things can go if your one true foundation your one true loyal trust hasn't got the way you wanted it to yeah and
1: I think that's definitely how it ends up for a lot of people who go through issues in either their relationships or in the relationships that they look up to um and i know like there's some family members that i have or um relatives or whatever who have had a disruptive um childhood with their parents you know back and forth and not having them and losing them and being stuck with faces they go through struggles because that foundation that they're supposed to have, that mother and their father, the figures that they're supposed to look up to, and that they rely on at birth, kind of destroyed that foundation. And so it can be difficult to rebuild that. And when you rebuild that, sometimes you kind of look for a quick fix. You look for the um, dry, quick dry stuff. that Or the
0: temporary um, relief. Yeah,
1: the temporary time. fix. That won't actually give you any substance. So, when you do try to stand on it, it immediately collapses. And I think a lot of people go through that issue where they just don't have a stable foundation.
0: I like how you added that at the end because, like, we can assume so much responsibility over being rejected, right? We can beat ourselves down. But at the end of the day, if you don't have someone else to talk to or open up about your feelings, then, you know, what's the point, right? You might not get that far. Yeah. There's another article that referenced this article and they found out that from all the school shooters that they assessed using a study, all but two of them experienced a form of social rejection. So it kind of puts things into perspective, right? And not only does it talk about things personally, but it talks about the society in general.
1: We should not be pushing people out. We should not be shutting people out and isolating them. We should not be making people feel bad for who they are and what they believe in and what they like. It's just wrong and I feel like we drive people to do the things that they do, and then when they do them, we're like, you know, what the heck, you have no right, you're gonna get all upset. But it's like, we have a power to control some of these things. I mean, ultimately, ultimately, if we're gonna look at it, we don't have the power to stop a shooter from doing what they're, whatever they're doing. But mm-hmm. we do have a power to limit those feelings that a person has feeling, or harbors. Um, and so, mm, yeah, again, yeah. not setting those social norms to make people feel as though what they are isn't good um, and who they are isn't good.
0: True, true. It's also the atmosphere. So if we can't directly do it, as you just said, you know, updating, reforming our norms. Um, and that kind of goes back to our five
1: um, steps, five to, four to five steps on how to get through rejection. Mm hmm. So let's start with the first one. The first one is evaluate your self-worth. Realizing that you are valuable and that you are worthy and that you are important. What you do matters and you in general matter. Um, And I think it's important to set that because sometimes when we feel rejected by certain things, whether it be academically or socially, it can have an impact on our self-esteem and self-confidence. As we talked about in the last episode, When we feel kind of separated and we feel as though our self-confidence is dwindling, it affects all aspects of our life, including mental aspects. Um, And that can lead into something that's not healthy. Um, So again, reevaluate your self-worth. The next thing is rationalizing. So really identify, look, not everyone's going to like you not everyone is going to agree with everything that you say you're not going to get into every program keeping those ideas in your head and that doesn't mean that you're not good enough and it doesn't mean that you're not skilled um and it doesn't say anything about you and your personality it just means that you didn't make it and that's okay the next one is not to chase things so while it is appropriate to have dreams and goals um as we said in i think episode two about um smart goals and setting goals for yourself It is okay to fail at some point and not chasing after that. Sometimes we have to realize that once we fail, it's a stepping stone and we need to continue to move. But not always chasing the same thing, trying to find a new goal or a new purpose or whatever, redirecting and trying to find a new place to go. Um... The next step is evaluating what you do have. So if you didn't get into the program, what else do you have going for you academically? If you didn't make that one friend, realize the people that you have around you, your families, your friends and your loved ones.